0: Today, we're watching Star Trek The Next Generation. When strange behavior begins to make the crew act intoxicated, Riker must look to the past Enterprise adventures to find any hope of a cure.
1: From October 3rd, 1987, it's Season 1, Episode 2, The Naked Now, or Hold My Space Beer and Watch This Shit.
0: (laughs) Okay god i'm cam that's dan and we are the Math generation yeah. so dan uh, this is a nice homage to the original series in that it literally carries the plot forward. Right. How do you feel about that?
1: Uh, I think it's a tasteful continuation. Um, I have so many questions about how star dates work because it seems like we've gone ahead a thousand years, not a hundred. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, now they actually make sense. And if you'd like, I can decode them for you. But... Cool.
1: I would like to know exactly when this was taking place. <laughs> <laughs> I that is necessary for my enjoyment of this fictitious adventure. I need to know when
0: I, I can look forward to this happening. I figured it would be. But yeah, from the very I don't remember the exact coding off the top of my head, but it's something like the year, the date, the time.
1: Mhm.
0: But like tied in right to a to a code. So <clears throat> I'll I'll look that up right now just so that you can just so we can appease your needs.
1: I am needy. I need love and joy from you.
0: (laughs) But they, uh, they realized how, you know, fly by the seat of their pants, the stardates were before and thought that it should have some consistency. It's one of the many things that they fixed.
1: It's almost like a generation of nerds grew up on the original Star Trek, and they got the chance to write professional fan fiction now with Star Trek The Next Generation. That's exactly what happened. It is a bunch of little Ferengi. <laughs> <Shh>. Not yet. <laughs> I know what those are now. and My God. I know they're yeah, no.
0: racist. I just can't tell against who. <laughs> Everyone. And incredibly sexist. So, a star date is a five-digit number followed by a decimal point And, yeah. So, for example, the first two digits of the star date are always 4-1, the four standing for the 24th century, the one indicating the first season. The additional three digits will progress during the course of the season from zero, three zeros, to three ninety-nines. Following the decimal point is generally regarded as the day counter.
1: Ah. Well, that's... Exciting.
0: Yeah. I figured you like that. Nerd. Hey. (laughs) I mean, let's call a spade a spade here. (laughs) Also a nerd. I'll do the thing. Do the thing. On Stardate 41209.2, the crew of the Enterprise responds to messages received from the SS Tsiolkovsky a science vessel monitoring the collapse of a supergiant star into a white dwarf. The incredibly flirty messages suggest that their rounds of laughter <laughs> suggested amid their rounds of laughter that the crew has been exposed to something that's making them act a little crazy, and then suddenly their hull breaches. After the Enterprise secures the Tsiolkovsky, Tjil- the traf- with a tractor beam, a away team beams over to find the crew frozen to death in various stages of undress, including one who was taking a shower fully clothed. A woman's body, frozen, falls into Lieutenant LaForge's bare hands. <laughs> Dr. Crusher orders full medical examinations of the way team on their return and finds LaForge sweating profusely and complaining about the temperature. Mm. Rather rudely. She orders him to stay in sick bay, but manages to pull a favorite maneuver of introverts, the Irish goodbye, while Crusher is in her office. LaForge makes his way to Crusher's quarters and finds Wesley. Unaware of LaForge's condition, Wesley shows him his science project, a portable tractor beam. And LaForge places an encouraging hand on his shoulder before getting too hot to stay in one place any longer. He infects Tasha while being sad. And then Tasha infects Counselor Troy while she plays dress-up in her quarters. Meanwhile, acting on a hunch by, by Commander Riker, who had read a history on past starships named Enterprise, he remembered a previous mention of someone taking a shower fully clothed in its pages. Data locates a historical record identifying the ailment as similar to the one encountered by Captain Kirk's Constitution-classed Enterprise. LaForge returns to sickbay, where Dr. Crusher quickly becomes concerned when she realizes that the infection is spread by physical contact. Much of the ship's crew comes under the influence, including Data, who engages in sexy time with Lieutenant Yar. Dr. Crusher, struggling against the effects of the ailment, finds the original antidote by Kirk's crew, our dear Leonard McCoy, to be ineffective, and begins devising a new version of it. Now infected, Wesley uses a digital sample of Captain Picard's voice to lure the engineering crew members away from engineering, uh, crew's drunk, crew's drunk, He erects a force field around the area with a tractor beam and assumes control of the ship. He allows one of the engineers, Mr. Shimoda, who is totes wasted, into the force field. Mr. Shimoda manages to ruin and remove all of the isolinear chips from the engine control station and plays with them like toys. As the supergiant star collapses, a fragment is blown into direct impact with the two Federation ships. And without the chips in place, they cannot move out of its way. Chief Engineer Sarah McDougall, Brooke Bundy, manages to disable Wesley's force field, and Data is sent to replace the chips. He reports that he will not have enough time. Wesley ingeniously reverses the ship's tractor beam, repelling the Enterprise off the Tsiolkovsky, giving themselves the necessary additional seconds for Data to replace the chips, enabling the ship to move out of the way. Crusher, despite now being wasted and sidetracked by desperately trying to get into the captain's personal quarters, if you know what I mean, manages to come up with a cure, and, once again, all is well. Picard partially credits Wesley for helping prevent a disaster, and so ends The Naked Now. (sighs) There was some good stuff and some not so good stuff.
1: You know, it's it's all it's all good stuff. Uh just depends on your perspective. And you know, I think there they did some good work in that they established some slash right away. They got yeah, they, they got some they got some crew chemistry taken up to the not to the next notch. It's like Instead of having uh, a mixer on the ship, they just encountered encountered uh, a phenomena that makes them all act drunk and ridiculous. And you know, it's good. It's good for morale. It's good for bonding. It's good for unspoken desires to become
0: spoken. Mm hmm. And boy did they.
1: And boy did they.
0: Well, I would just like to start by saying I I mean I do actually really enjoy this episode. It is once again written by our dear DC Fontana. And I just enjoy it very much.
1: It's definitely iconic her in that mid in that midriff revealing dress with the Superman curl and slick back hair for some reason. I was like, man, what people thought was sexy of the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna look like I just got out of the pool. <laughs> um, Yar queen. Yarr, queen. <laughs> oh, it
0: was um you know, he's he is fully functional. Um I mean, he is. Fully functional, programmed in multiple techniques.
1: That is. That is uh, probably not the last that they, uh. Oh, I'm going to call it, um. I don't know. This, the pale spice worm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <what>? God. <laughs> not the last time that'll be loosed on the crew, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Probably looks like Moby Dick. Oh. Um. I, uh. Yeah, it was it was it was fun. Um, Maya, friend of the show, who you will all hear on the next episode, uh, said she pointed out that she um, loves how Picard and Crusher flirt as if they've never flirted before. They're just really <laughs> bad at it. <laughs> one of one of my absolute favorite moments is his little his little. Hitch step as he comes into medical after Picard's infected, and he's coming to see her, and he just gives himself a little A-ta! just as he enters, a little sachet kind of hitch kick thing. That I'm like, oh, look at you, looking all fresh,
0: <laughs> sassy, very. Yeah, I mean, I think it was supposed to be that they <laughs> had never flirted with each other because of the unspoken, you know, bond that without the third person, the Threepel couldn't be anymore.
1: Is that is that but, your read uh, on the situation?
0: Yes. Uh, my read is that well, I mean, my read
1: is that he's actually Wesley's father and that uh <laughs> it's a terrible secret that she's
0: kept for all these years. <laughs> I mean I could get on board with that.
1: Yeah, Picard's secretly Wesley's
0: father. They cast, you know, the dead crusher whenever you see his face to look a lot like Wesley
1: you're telling me so. that a job that the doctor couldn't uh, manipulate the genome of her unborn baby
0: I mean maybe why Cameron
1: because she's a woman <laughs> no
0: because you're just giving her a lot of Dr. McCoy's psychopathy <laughs> well to start with <laughs> I'm glad that
1: you finally admit that uh, it is psychopathy because McCoy it is not is a- McCoy is a madman and uh he has finally been stopped by time, He's an evil genius. <laughs> he hasn't been stopped. He's
0: still alive.
1: I know. I'm gonna live forever. This is brand new blood. I sucked it right out of a raw <laughs>
0: Also green, pretty delicious though. <laughs> it's so tasty.
1: Put it in my cocktails. <laughs> uh, I thought you were just gonna stop after cock. Put uh, it in my. <laughs> put it in, injected directly into my uh, my captain's quarters. Um, (laughs)
0: admiral's quarters daniel um
1: i did appreciate (laughs) data saying he's already (laughs) listed in several biomedical textbooks i was like that's that's funny i get it it is funny i think this episode does a lot to help us get to know data um and wesley a little bit laforge his uh his inner sadness of not being able to see um yeah but it's it's definitely this this episode's definitely like the data variety hour what hijinks will ensue what what what's he gonna get up to this time
0: can a machine be infected by this strange oxygen as well
1: yes yes he can uh i i I thought this was a tasteful way to bring back the original Enterprise, uh, and they did it. They're doing a lot of work here in the second episode. We're getting more sense of character. We're reliving a classic Star Trek trope or episode and paying homage to what came before. So they're like, we know, nerds. We know. (laughs) (laughs) Calm down. It's still Star Trek. Damn it. (laughs) And then, uh, you know. Cut to episode four, and Riker solves the problem by not fighting, and they're like, "But, but, that's not what Kirk would do." <laughs> oh, um, I did. Uh... <laughs> oh God, I hated that we got a butt waggle walking shot on Yar. I'm like, no, no, come on.
0: Uh, but at least in a nice change of events, she then. Even... <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, took matters into her own hands as far as her needs and her wants. And I appreciated it.
1: Yeah. Uh, and we did get a little insight into her character,
0: which was a very dark passing scene
1: of uh, abandoned at five years old and managed to avoid the rape games.
0: Gangs. Gangs. Gangs
1: I, sorry, I said games. <laughs> That's a very different thing. <laughs> Woof.
0: That's <is> a very... <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's endlessly horrifying. And She also yeah. not only saved her life, but saved her sister's life. Oh, really? So, There's another Yar, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. Yar queen! Yar queen,
1: indeed. Um, we got a little, you know, Diana X Crusher, a little Data X Yar, some Crusher X Picard. Plenty of that. Mm-hmm. It was cute. Um, it was cute. They're still using hypos, which... Yes. Makes me makes me happy, but God, everybody's gotta just have bruised arms from those things. The hissing sound they make. Everyone like doesn't react to them, but I'd be like, God damn it What the
0: well, I think fuck that's, I think that's the uh the shtick is that in the twenty fourth century, the sprays you can't feel them mm. at all. It's literally just like a little you know
1: just a little pinprick.
0: Not even a pinprick. Mm-hmm. It's you just can't feel them as compared to the 1960s hypo sprays where they leave you with a massive fucking scar. That's fun to edit.
1: Keep screaming at me.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna.
1: <laughs> um, Cameron, what was what what was your everything with this episode? What did you What did you adore?
0: I I mean I just love <laughs> I love seeing controlled people lose their shit. It's one of my favorite tropes in all of you know storytelling when when a group of people who pride themselves on being incredibly organized incredibly efficient and incredibly disciplined lose their shit yeah and that's exactly what happened here everybody's drunk off their asses and i love it (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's a good way. It's a good storytelling technique. It's a good way to let us into their inner lives all at once in some sort of mass hysteria without it being somebody spiked the punch. Now everybody's drunk and telling their secrets. <laughs> Shh, Dan. Let me tell you a secret. That's what, what, was close. <laughs> tell, tell me. Tell me. Tell me. You, you are like such a dick, but I love you. Aww. <laughs> I can't wait to to, to 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 tell people what you said. That was so nice. I like that. I like that a lot. I, I I'm glad w- you like that because
0: I like you. That's
1: cool, man. Usually, I, usually I usually you have really bad taste, but in this case,
0: you have really good taste. So, <laughs> I, I'm not going to take that personally, but I have amazing taste. Okay. Well. <laughs> did you just hypo yourself yeah oh my god what did you hypo yourself with i don't know man it
1: was green and it looked like fun so (laughs) leonard mccoy gave it to me yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) fully functional
0: The Admiral's like, you know, if you're ever just stressed out here, inject yourself with some of this shit. You know, you
1: got one of those easy recon missions and you just want to chill out while you're on the bridge, but not (laughs) let everybody know that you're chilling out. This is great. It's real subtle, mellow shit. This is is the good stuff. That's why he was on board. He was pushing product. He's a pharmaceutical Mm. rep
0: now. anyway there was lots to love about this and there was also not lots to love so why don't you talk to me about that dan what really ground your gears what what uh leveled out your drunk
1: oh yeah what 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 threw off my groove as it were
0: yeah um yep.
1: i i don't think that this is a, a bad episode by by any stretch there was just some uh some inevitabilities that come with these sorts of stories that just get a little annoying, a little, a little tedious. Uh, Wesley being chief among them. Uh, his (laughs) right. Although I will say I was like, this is highly inappropriate. Jordy is alone with a like 13 year old, literally moving furniture with him. And if he tells people that, what were you doing with Lieutenant LaForge moving furniture? I don't know, man. I don't know. That's
0: <laughs> Yeah. It's not gonna that's, end well. That's
1: bad. That's real bad. No. Um appreciate that he's smart enough to take over the Enterprise, but I hate that everyone else is dumb enough to let him take over the Enterprise. <laughs> if that makes sense. It's it's neat to see Boy Genius um in this setting, but it's also annoying as shit to be like, but Guys, you're a well-trained military unit. He's like 12. (laughs) Come on.
0: I know. I mean, I I feel the same way. I I really appreciate that he is smart enough, but like all of his monologuing about desserts, I'm like, just shut up. Just fucking shut up.
1: Desserts will proceed and follow every meal, including breakfast. Hooray, Captain. Oh boy, that was that was that was rough. So was telling his mother, "You may be stunting my emotional growth."
0: I'm like, oh, "Come on, man!" I thought that was funny. I thought I thought it was just a f- kitschy, you know, mother son shit giving session Mm, that's
1: fair i did say i did say similar things but mine was more like you're really writing a different chapter in my autobiography mother
0: (laughs) well and i'm sure yours was more passive aggressive of course but But their relationship is very loving and so he was you know just giving her shit and i appreciated that that's just it is i love I love the character of Wesley, but it's because I know what's coming. These first couple episodes with him are really, really rough. And it's because he's, you know, a little shit. Yeah. He's a genius little shit that you just... <laughs> anyway. Mm-hmm. um, But no, I you were absolutely right. I really did appreciate that he is intelligent enough to take over the Enterprise. And that, you know... It's something that people hadn't thought of before—that you could take <laughs> intercom sounds and splice them together. Uh, yeah, I was like, not not much of a
1: deep fake there, man. But you know, uh, it's for the '80s. This was this was very forward thinking. Um, it was, it was. I think uh, the the collapse of that of that star, man. Once it went, it went. I was like, that is the fastest <laughs> transition to a white dwarf ever. <laughs> And there was just like, oh shit, and now, there's, and now there's one rock flying from it, which I get, budgetary restraints and all that, but it's just like, oh man, what are the odds that it would collapse at this moment and send one giant piece of space rock flying <laughs> out towards us? How could that have possibly happened?
0: Oh, you know, it's like stakes are weird, Dan. It's, it's like are in weird. the fourth
1: act, they were like, "Oh shit, we we set up that ticking clock. We better pull the trigger on it." <laughs> um, they're getting a lot of mileage out of the spraying people with foam to make them frozen technique.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, they are.
1: Um, I do, I do love people falling and trying to stay stiff as a board. Uh, that's always fun to me. Um.
0: Have you ever done it? Yeah.
1: I'm a I'm excellent yeah, at it. It's a good time. I'm very good at it.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll have to write a fan film secretly that Paramount doesn't know about and uh you can Fallout Frozen.
1: Can I be known as Fallout Boy from that, that moment on?
0: No. Damn it. Uh <laughs>
1: I had I, I I liked that as soon as we got onto um the the Tchaikovsky or whatever it was. Um, Sorry, the, the Straczynski. Um, Seelkovsky. Yeah, this S- that one.
0: Seelkovsky. I,
1: I appreciated that the first thing we see is a tipped over chair with some panties draped on it. I was <laughs> yeah. like, we are stepping things up from the 60s. All right. Tasteful. <laughs> nice to see. Underwear hasn't loved... changed in 400 years.
0: I also love that the voiceover was our dear Magil. Who has been providing the computer voice this whole time and will continue to do so, but she's also like, Hey, oh. we have some pretty boys to send over. <laughs> yeah, that was uh That was
1: fun. Felt very it was um fun. felt a little animal housey, but that's all right. It's kind We're of We're about to have a
0: real blowout here. Woof. You've also I mean, the more they go on, the more that this makes sense because it turns out that all of the Alcohol is replaced with what's called synthahol in the 24th century. So they don't actually drink anymore. Say what now? <laughs> Say what now? Yeah, no, it's it's called synthahol. It's not real alcohol. So it tastes the same, and you still get the feelings of enjoyment and a little bit of the stress relief, but not the actual intoxication. So they are they are not good at being drunk.
1: But if people don't get drunk anymore, how are they how are they but I, Oh god, I broke uh, him.
0: Uh, uh, I but how I'm gonna have to call his no, wife and have her set the reset to, button. I,
1: you don't want to watch that. <laughs> Cameron, I think that this episode has uh has rewatchability, especially once I, once I have gotten to know this crew more, I think it'll be fun to go back and watch, um, uh, you know, especially the, the Yar stuff, but really the Picard and Crusher stuff, that is, that is kind of where I think this episode is the best, the whole Captain Jean-Luc exchanges, um, uh, you know, it gets, it gets a little annoying, it gets a little, it gets a little trite at times, but this, uh, you know where this episode lives. You know where it makes it ho- makes its home. <laughs>
0: the- <laughs> oh God! Well, I guess I'll just have to slash you a question. <laughs> Darling, are you all right? I need you badly. Yeah. All right.
1: So, what what's set up in this? Uh, we continue to expand on uh, Riker and Troy's past, with mm-hmm. uh, Deanna calling him Bill. I like how I like how informal everyone gets um
0: i know it was a nice touch
1: right and him carrying her away in his big strong man arms um (laughs) i like to think that he's named bill as an homage to william shatner of like well the man pretty one better be called bill (laughs)
0: this is actually the only time he's ever called bill normally it's will but and i
1: think this was the first time he was referred to as number one because i don't think he called him that Mm -hmm. in the previous episode number one he did not um which in and (laughs) of itself that was pretty good dan right number one uh which i think is an homage (laughs) what the hell what the hell (laughs) number one make it so um doctor Uh, no, no, let's go slip it into Connery. Uh, (laughs) but I think he fought through it the best. He never became as, as affected as anyone else. Um, which was, you know, for the proof why, uh, Deanna wanted to get on board the, the Riker mobile. (laughs) Um, sorry, the Riker rocket. That's what it is. Uh, the right rocket. <laughs> don't you want me to be inside your mind? I was like, wow, that's very forward. <laughs> who knows who knows what might just like pop into his head while while she's in there. Maybe he starts thinking about <laughs> cat ladies, who knows.
0: Did Dan just say slip into Shatner? <laughs> uh. Slip into Connery? <laughs> uh I did say slip into Connery. I mean, who doesn't want to slip into Connery? You're welcome to try, cadet. <laughs> uh,
1: but, uh, and of course, the infamous Data X-Yar set up and executed. I'm like, man, episode two and somebody's already banged. That really takes the, it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> take the wind out of our sexual tension sails. I have a feeling that uh, Riker and Diana are just going to propel us through of like, We used to. Sorry, I'm going to always say that. Don't.
0: (laughs) Fix it.
1: It's another character whom I'm more familiar with. I apologize. I
0: don't care.
1: (laughs) Wow. Somebody is being a little nerd bitch today. (laughs) I think, um, Deanna and Bill (laughs) are going to carry us through. Um... I didn't. uh, The so they they really set up three three couples. Meanwhile, Wharf is like, wish somebody would touch me. I'd like to. (laughs) I'd like to be drunk. You know, I got needs, and I put on this brave face and this fabulous sash. But you know, it's not all. It's not all. Let me die for you, Captain. You know, maybe I want to live with you, Captain. I don't know.
0: Still figuring (laughs) things out, guys. It's a process. It's a spectrum. (sighs)
1: Commander. <laughs> <laughs> I am feeling very hot and would like to see you naked. Click <laughs> on flirting. <laughs>
0: that that is click on flirting. You'll get to you'll get to see more of that in this series too.
1: You seem as though you would you would be an excellent mate. <laughs> we would have vicious offspring. <laughs> uh Cry havoc! <laughs> <laughs> Always, <sighs> yeah. I was I was really disappointed. I wanted to see. I really wanted to see Worf go a little. Uh, I wanted to see Worf go pull full panfar. That's what I wanted. I wanted him and I Jordy were- to fight over someone's affection. That's what I wanted.
0: I honestly. Oh, that would have been great. I honestly have no, I had no idea where you were going with that. I can get on board Ponfar, but I thought you were going to say pole dancing. And I was like, I can get on board with that too. I would, I would watch a wharf pole dancing
1: routine. Man, the way he uses that sash and sort of does uh, a little silks routine with it and just spins around.
0: (laughs) He just... smashes the eight-inch heels behind his head. <laughs> He's just
1: grinding up on Picard. You are from out of town? <laughs> what brings you to this sector of
0: space? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, we haven't had a two-show day in so long. I don't know if we're going to make it.
1: <laughs> we'll try, Cameron. We'll try. But, yeah, there was some missed uh, slash opportunities here but um the ones we got were great and i'm i'm shipping i'm shipping picard and crusher hard um uh, mostly because i feel like wesley needs a needs a strong father figure and i think beverly knows that um and that's definitely why she requested this post because I think she thinks she can guilt Picard into being his dad. Be like, hey, remember when you brought his dad home, Dad? Be his dad now. I've been dealing with him alone, my super genius child, for like five, six years. So maybe it's your turn to pick up the slack, eh, Baldy? <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired of answering his questions and talking to him about engineering and space travel and starfleet. I'm 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 just I'm tired. I need someone else to just be a supportive adult in his life because it's just it's a lot. It's a lot. And I I'm a doctor. I am busy.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> that's that's very true. <laughs> oh, well, was there anything else you hated that you absolutely loathed that
1: Um, nothing, nothing really groan worthy. Um,
0: the only part that made me groan was our, one of our engineers, one of our top engineers was playing with isolinear chips, like fucking toys. And it was, I mean, it'd be different if he was like, you know, building a pyramid or doing something, but he's literally grabbing them and, you know, well, pretending it's I think, I think
1: he was before that, though, he was trying to play,
0: um, Django with them. He was making a tower. But it's like, you're an engineer. That's not, that is a natural talent that exhibits itself at a very young age. You should be trying to build shit with it, not not play with it like, I don't even know. Have you ever played with anything like that, Dan, where you pick it up and let it fall, and then pick it up and let it fall again?
1: Um. Well, I don't really... Um... <laughs> Uh, it's, ugh. so, um, Low-hanging
0: fruit, Dan, go ahead.
1: Well, no, I, that exact motion of, like, a little kid playing with uh, sand, uh, I've done that, but with, uh, with used needles, so. Oh, fun. Yeah.
0: How is, how'd that turn out for you? Well,
1: you know, it didn't give me anything I didn't already have, so.
0: <laughs> good, good. I'm proud of your choices.
1: Transmittable diseases joke. That's fun. That's fun, Right? <laughs> right? People like that stuff. No. No. I got my finger on the pulse. This is the humor America is crying <laughs> out for.
0: Jesus. <laughs> Data, I'm only going to tell you this once. Just once. It never happens.
1: Oh, so we're just doing quotes now.
0: Okay, fine. Yes, fine, we are. Fine, we're fine. moving on from your transmutable diseases joke.
1: <laughs> it's only fair to mention Wesley in an entry log, sir. Fair's fair. Let's credit his science teacher, too.
0: Okay. (laughs) It's a weird quote. What I want now is gentleness and joy and love from you, Data. You are fully functional, aren't you? Of course, but... Of course, but how fully? (laughs) In every way,
1: of course. I am programmed in multiple techniques, a broad variety of pleasuring.
0: Oh, you jewel. That's exactly what I'd hoped. (laughs) (laughs) All right,
1: I'll be uh, entering office with a little skip. (laughs) That's my favorite (laughs) fucking part. (laughs) Beverly? Yes, Jean-Luc? You will address me as captain.
0: Captain? Oh, well, then, my dear captain, you will address me as chief medical officer or doctor. I
1: will. That's true. I started off by calling you Beverly and, of course, naturally you. I'm still not thinking straight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are more alike than unlike, my dear captain. I have pores. Humans have pores. I have fingerprints. Humans have fingerprints. My chemical nutrients are like your blood. If you prick me, do I not leak? This show's going
1: to be obsessed with Shakespeare, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, that's why nerds love it. Beverly Crusher nerds it is definitely like alcohol intoxication, the same lack of good judgment, for example, right now, I find you extremely extremely of course we haven't a... we haven't time for that sort of thing.
0: What sort of thing, oh,
1: God, what I would love to show you. <laughs>
0: I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it's straight up slash. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... someone literally took slash fiction and went boop. <laughs> it's like, let's make like... that an
1: episode. D.C. Fontana's like, yeah, yeah. She's just She's typing like... away. A little drool coming out one side of her Hot. mouth. And then, and then Beverly <laughs> unzips her, her uniform a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's my horny DC Fontana voice. She yeah, sounds yeah. a lot like Gene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> it's a very Gene move. Sounds Jean a lot like move. your Gene Roddenberry. It's a very Gene move.
0: And then they all fuck. But it's very, but it's very consensual. Oh, of course. It's very feminist. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather be alone with me, with me in your mind?
1: <laughs> Hot, right? <laughs> Uh, but my favorite quote was, I put it to you all. I think we shall end up with a fine crew if we
0: avoid temptation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a
0: great one. But my favorite quote was, number one, our security chief seems to have the equivalent of a snootful. Inquiry, sir. Snootful? Forget it. <laughs> oh, Data. I want a snootful. Right?
1: I'd take a snootful. Give me that snoot. Snoot.
0: We have loved it, hated it, and quoted it, Dan. So how would you like to rate this puppy?
1: Uh, I don't know, Cameron. How many... Mm. Okay, I'm torn. <laughs> Either...
0: Lying naked on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Either...
1: Um. Midriff revealing dresses. Ooh. It's the iconic image of this episode. It is indeed. Mm-hmm. Or snootfuls. Hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's a real Sophie's <laughs> choice. Don't worry. You won't get an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs>
0: how about how about midriff revealing snootfuls?
1: Mm, a midriff revealing snootful. Excellent. How many midriff <laughs> revealing snootfuls would you give this?
0: I'm going to give it 3 and 3 quarters. I really liked this episode. It's it's not without fault at all, but I I really enjoyed it. It was fun to rewatch. Cool. And it was hot. Yeah, I, I got to
1: give it 3 just for the slash. I mean, it's not an amazing <laughs> episode except it's just hot.
0: <laughs> and we do get to know our characters a little better. Yeah, it does some it does some groundwork for us. And there's, I mean, there's some witty dialogue too. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm on, I'm on board.
1: Yeah. Witty dialogue is like three quarters of why I watch anything. I understand. Alrighty. Well, we will be back with a special guest for our next episode. Code of Honor.
0: Good luck everyone. Oh boy. (laughs) This looks (laughs) as the kids would say, problematic. Problematic. It's uh yeah, it's so bad that I'd blocked it. I'd completely forgotten about it. You have a I... tendency
1: to do that with Star Trek. You forget the like super racist ones. You're like, oh my god, that was the thing? Oh no.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess my mental health is not great. <laughs> Problems? Block them. It's fine. Yes. Everything's fine! well we have loved it hated it quoted it and rated it so that just leaves one last thing for me to do and that's to tell you all to have a great week everyone keep on trekking today wow (laughs) <laughs> today this is this is wesley crusher in charge of the ship
1: <laughs> thank you captain
0: today we're watching star trek the next generation uh what what what
1: what i didn't say anything you just blew out your Did microphone I? on my head. <laughs> Yeah, so your your microphone switched to mono because it was like, nope, too much, too much. <laughs> A secret weapon production.